Yo, what's up? It's your boy Kaz here once again with the Say Less Podcast. Make sure you are subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Podbay, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. But if you want to watch these conversations like I'm assuming you want to, make sure you visit YouTube.com slash Kazim. Like I said, we are building this thing brick by brick. That is YouTube.com slash K-A-Z. E-E-M. Welcome back to Say Less. This episode is a special one to me. The guest that I have on this show is not only one of the more talented creative minds in the music industry, he's one of my best friends. Uh, his name is now Lowkey Ivy. You can listen to him each and every day on Beats One Radio, and you can listen to him, as a matter of fact, watch him on his new show on Revolt TV called The Roundup with my good friend Ivy Rivera. Uh, Loki is somebody I've known for quite a long time. Obviously, we run up together in Duce Palooza. Uh, we talk about a lot of those stories back in the day, just hustling and grinding in our blog era days and, you know, the times we got kicked out of listening sessions and, you know, just throwing all types of wild shit in, in, in the years that we've done Palooza and, you know, running the city when, you know, we were allowed to be outside and shit. Uh, it was good times. But, um, you know, like I said, man, this is not so much an interview, but more of a conversation with one of my best friends. And uh, obviously, if you guys have been into these versus battles, shout out to Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Uh, Low-key has kind of made a name for himself by creating these cheat sheets that, uh, you know, a lot of these artists have promoted and used and, you know, gotten people really hyped up about to, uh, you know, kind of get ready for these battles that take place each and every weekend on Instagram Live. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to throw it to my boy, Low Key. This is a great conversation. If you're somebody who wants to break in the industry, whatever industry you're trying to get to, especially entertainment, I assure you, this is a great talk for you. So there's only one thing left to do, and that is to hit my boy, Emilio. <coughs> Emilio! Please do the honors and hit the motherfucking music. First off, I, I see you're in your element. Obviously, you got a hookah. Yeah, got yeah. yeah. I got my I got my black tea mixed with the tequila, so I'm chilling right now. Okay, all right. Well, you know it's Monday night, so I guess it's a nice little wind down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, I mean, first thing I want to ask you is, I know we talk all the time, but how are you holding up? during uh this this quarantining situation that we're all going through i mean obviously like me and you've been talking you know in our group chats and everything and everybody's been joking about how like quarantining has been the best thing that's ever happened to me and at first, <laughs> <laughs> and at, first at first i thought it was like it's like some little dig or some little joke but the more i start to sit and think and like you know reflect i'm like oh shit i'm kind of getting a lot of work done you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm doing a lot of new shit. I'm I, I'm writing again. My creativity is sparked again, and I'm just I'm a little I'm in a happier place despite what's going on outside in the world and all the bullshit that we see. I'm kind of in a good spot. Talk to my dad and my sister every day. Talk to my friends, you guys every day, and uh, I'm in good spirits despite what's going on. So I, I'm I'm chilling, man. I can't, I don't got no complaints. I cook more. You know what I mean, I work out. <laughs> I work out. You was out here. You was in the streets too much, bro. Yeah, you, I was in the streets too much. Like, man. Yo. Just stay home sometime. Yeah, you know? man. I'm not going anywhere. So now, now I understand what this safe haven feels like, man. It's a nice little creative hub. So I'm good. I'm chilling, man. I'm in good spirits. Hell yeah, man. I love, I love to hear that shit, bro. But I mean, it, it's funny because like I feel like we've done so much together. Yeah. But, like I feel like I have. I literally haven't interviewed you since the first time we met. 
<laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I can't remember in like at least the last five years where we actually sat down and like interviewed each other like one on one. Yeah. Like, just like just, just talk. So, like, we did I'm the right. IG Live the other day and like that yeah. felt good. Yeah, and man, people like, like that shit too. So, I was like, oh shit, we gotta, we kind of gotta keep this ball rolling, man. Yeah, like, that's, that's so, nice. chemistry going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, but shit, it's been like motherfuckers, like, obviously, no, but like, People don't know, like, the first time, like, we literally met face-to-face was a Source Magazine yeah. uh, story. We're, like, we followed each other on, like, social media and stuff. But, like, yeah. it, was a, it was a big story that I, I pitched years ago, mm-hmm. um, which was basically, like, in, in the middle of the blog era. And now looking back, it's like, anytime you look back at that thing, it's like, wow, look where everybody, you know, went since then. But it was yourself. Mech Dot from Two Dope Boys, yeah. Uh, Mike Wax from Ill Roots, yeah. and now runs a lot of Kanye shit. Uh, Young Sav who runs Ross's shit and made yeah. that. Yeah, uh, best of both offices. Stevo who runs a lot of marathon and Nipsey Hustle stuff. Karen Civil, yeah. How did she get down? Blogzilla, yeah. movie fucking connoisseur. SK, music connoisseur. SK, like Andrew from Fake Shore. Andrew Barber, like Mikey, yeah. it was like the who's who of the blog world, bro. So like, obviously, people are not in the know. Tell right. the story of youheardthatnew.com, bro. I mean, like, long story short, because we got a lot to get to tonight. But long story short, mm-hmm. man, um, I used to, uh, I had a radio show back at Howard University, and at the time, I was fucking with a lot of DJs and managers up in New York, so they were sending me shit to my to my radio station. And once I graduated Howard, I didn't have an outlet or a platform to like do the same thing. So I was in uh, I was in my kitchen one day just talking on the phone with uh, this guy named Tom McLeod. He used to go to school uh, down in D.C. And we were just talking and everything. And I, I told him, like, yo, what do you say when you hear new Jay-Z or new Beyonce or new T.I. or whatever, whatever? He was like, uh, what? I'm like, you heard that new. Mm. So I was like, yo, what you think of that for a website? He was like, yo, that's gold. I'll take care of all the business shit and the back end stuff. You just be the head of creative and I'll make sure the site is up running. I'll make sure, you know, ads and whatever, you know, all that other shit. And we'll go through that. And from there, I was getting music from everybody. I was getting music from labels that didn't want to release shit. I was getting music from DJs that didn't want to push shit out. Artists that wanted to test music out. You know, I built a squad, you know, Illionaire, you know, he used to, run my shit heavy, you know, shout to him, uh, shout to a bunch of motherfuckers that was helping me out back in the day. But that was a 10 year span where I was just like, I was chasing SK when I first got on. Right. I I, I was in his comments. I was in concrete loop comments. Damn concrete loop. You threw it back. Yeah. (laughs) YBF, SOHH, not right. I was in everybody's comments just posting shit that I had that they didn't have. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, SK got this, but he don't got this exclusive Lil Wayne. And I would drop the link in there and everybody would start coming over there. And it, it became one day where we all made like an email chat and we just came together like fucking Transformers. Me, SK, um, Two Dope Boys, Miss Info, Exclusive Zones, uh, The Jazz One, um, and on Smash. And we just became this big ass fucking conglomerate where we were just... The labels hated us. The DJs hated us. Like niggas was tight. I was about now, to. Ask, I was about to. I was about to run into that because I remember the days of the low key rule. Like the low key rule, yeah. kind of like yeah, yeah. a standard for the way 
Yeah. Record uh, uh, record release parties happened. Yeah. Explain the origins of the long story. <laughs> Again, another long story short, I used to work for BET.com back in 2006. Um, no, no, 2008, which is like right when I was really getting good with my website. So I was running their blog called Sound Off. So my boss, I'm not going to name any names in this shit because I don't want to incriminate anybody. <laughs> but my boss at the time said, all right, you know, bring your flip camera because back then flip cameras was popular. Right. So he's like, yo, bring your flip camera and record the event and make sure you get, you know, pictures and all this other shit. So I was like, all right, brought the, you know, brought the camera there. You know, L.A. Reed's there. Rihanna's there. No, no, uh, Mariah Carey's there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it was an open house for Def Jam's spring release project. So, like, Beaver was coming out. The Dream was coming out. Kanye was coming out with 808s. This is the first time we saw Rihanna after the whole Chris Brown situation. So they played all these videos. So I'm sitting in the front row. So I'm like, bet, I'm going to record all these videos. Niggas, we lit. It's crazy. So I get Fab's video. I get uh, Kanye and uh, the Dream walking on the moon. Then I get the Kanye, one of the Kanye 808 joints, uh, Bieber's video. So I told my boss, I'm like, yo, I got all this shit. She's like, bet, go home and post that shit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nigga, fuck that shit. It's lit. So I, it's like 11, 12 o'clock at night. I run back to the office, put it on the BT blog, put it on my blog. Boom. Didn't really think nothing of it, right? So I'm, I'm on the bus the next morning going to work. And you know Gabe. The president of uh, yes, of anybody who listens to any old Kanye record, Man. anybody who's like a, a husky looking white dude with a slick haircut in old Kanye videos, that's Gabe. Gabe, Gabe, Gabe Teresa, Gabe Teresa. Yes. Um. So I'm on a bus and I get a phone call, unlisted number. I'm like, hello. He's like, how the fuck could you do this? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, who is this? He's like, it's Gabe, you fucking idiot. I can't believe you would leak that shit. Yo, your relationship, our relationship with Def Jam and BT is over. You're done in these streets. Like, throwing, like, just threatening me. And I'm just like, I don't know, like, the severity of what really is going on. So I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll take it down. Click. So I go, <laughs> bro, so I get to the office and my, my office, like, my desk was all the way in the back of the office. So I'm walking by and I always say hi to the girls, but I hear this song on one of the girls' computer. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, at the time, I didn't know how big blogs were, so I didn't really understand, like, how it circulated. The severity of, of, of how fast it spread. Yeah, I didn't understand the severity how fast it spread. So I go, I'm like, yo, what are you listening to? She was like, oh, I'm just on YBF, you know, this new Kanye song. I'm like, what? She was like, yeah, you ain't see it? I'm like, nah, I don't, I, I don't know nothing about that. I, <laughs> so... So I get I, I get back to my desk. I'm getting emails. I'm getting threads, phone calls. So I get banned from any Def Jam event for like six months. Right. Like I was blacklisted. Um, so after that, I got back cool with niggas. And I couldn't even stand next to you for a couple. No, of months. it was it was very. If you want if you want to talk about canceling niggas, bro, I'm, I'm the one, I was the poster the first boy. blogger ever canceled. Bro. I was the poster boy, so um, so I, I had a meeting with Stephen Hill, and to my surprise, my man was like, "Yo, just apologize to them. It's really not that serious. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, they're just upset. Like, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't cost them no money. You just recorded on a fucking camera and, put, and blocked it." Right. He's like, just apologize to them. You're fine. You're not losing your job. You're good. Just be more careful and more mindful. I'm like, bet, cool. So ever since then, every event after that, they were like putting phones in these little plastic cases and they were calling it the low key rule because anyone who had a phone, if they were saw recording, they would get ejected or blacklisted from events. And I guess I'm the poster child for that. 
Yeah, and I do it, and I do it again if I could. You should, goddammit. I mean, because honestly, you put them on their ass because they were like, "Yo, you're gonna." We're in the era of of cell phone video, and yeah. you know, it's always like these happy accidents that kind of like push technology forward and like force labels and just you know people that work in the industry to think a little bit more forward. Yeah. And if it wasn't you, it was gonna be somebody else. That right? I was the wild, wild west. I'm like, bro, I'm new to the industry. I don't, I don't have a name for myself. I gotta do something. Like I was running around to every. You was, you know, we was running around yeah. to every event, doing just trying to shake hands and get known. And that was my pretty much my saving grace. Is like, oh, that's who Loki is. This nigga that steals music and posts it online. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's a fucking, you know. A fucking just a villain of the yeah. digital era, and I'm like, bro, look at it now. Now everybody, now everybody does it. Yeah, now now, now, now you at the point where like, yo, first off, why are you even having like premiere? Like, first off, it's it's a slap in the face to Def Jam because like they just wanted to have a stunt fest. Like, why are you having like a movie trailer premiere for music videos? Just you have an internet, just put that shit out on the internet. <laughs> but no one, but at at the time, no one was thinking like you said. No one was thinking fast forward about like how can we get this circulated. They just right. wanted the glitz and glamour, like Johnny New taking pictures. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, y'all not going to include me on shit. Bet let me make my own lane. all right well i mean obviously you know the blog era did what it did for you and your career and you know that's just one of many stories as far as like the new music cartel and you know stuff like miss info and sk and not rights and and two dope boys and all that now we're 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 here now Uh where basically well let me let me rewind a little bit from the blogging you ended up Low, you there? My fault, my fault. Yeah, yeah, my fault, my fault. <laughs> From blogging, you ended up becoming like one of the most in-demand hosts in music. So, you know, explain. I know Niles, you know, Niles, our boy Niles G, one of the yeah. of, of, of behind-the-scenes radio and, and label shit. He was one of the first people to really tell you, like, hey, man, you, you got to like kind of like a gift for this type of thing. So tell me what your, fo- your first hosting experience was like. Well, to, just to correct you a little bit, Niles was the first one that told me I sucked. Niles was the first person ever to watch me host, and he was like, "Nigga, you're trash." And he was—he told me you have a lie too, bro. He told me he was like, "Go home and practice in America. This shit is this is this is bad." Right. Um. So my first hosting experience was with Meg Dot from Two Dope Boys. He was like, me and him kind of got in the DJ and hosting thing in the same kind in the same time frame. He was hosting at um, Santos Party House. Okay. Right. And he was doing a show and I was just there to support. So I'm on stage with him, just, you know, keeping him cool. And, you know, he, he gets nervous and shit, but he was he was killing it. There was the host was Dallas Penn. Dallas right. left midway through the show to go do another party, but didn't tell anybody. I saw him leave, <laughs> but I just kept my mouth shut because like I'm not working the event. So I ain't telling nobody. Okay. So so Mech was like, yo, where's Dallas at? I'm like, that nigga left. So he was, so Mech was like, yo, while I switch over, you have to go and talk to the people. I'm like, what the fuck you want me to say? Like, <laughs> I'm on my third drink. You really don't want me to go out there talking to niggas. Uh-huh. He was like, bro, just please. Like, I can't have dead air for like for five minutes. So I'm like, all right, bet. I get on the mic. So I'm like, yo, who's in the building? Ladies, what's good? Make some noise. My niggas, hey, what's going on? Where y'all from? And then Mech starts playing this old school Michael Jackson 80s, you know, R&B set. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, shit, I know this. I can vibe with this real quick. And one thing led to another. I'm hosting the rest of the show. Like, I'm just having fun, just vibing out with motherfuckers. And at the time, I lived in Jersey, so I had to leave at 12 o'clock to make my 1 o'clock bus. So I'm walking through the crowd, and this white dude pulls up on me and says, yo, when's your next party? 
I'm like, what? <laughs> he was like, nah, bro, you were dope up there. Like, where else do you host at? I'm like, my nigga, I, that was my um, first time. That was my first time. And <laughs> from there, from there, me and me and uh, Mech started doing parties together. You know, you remember the whole SOBs, that wave where we were hosting shows for like a year and a half. Anyone that came through SOBs, me and Mech did it. So mm-hmm. that was that was my, you know, that was my introduction to hosting in New York City. And soon after that, I was hosting events for like at South by fucking The Source magazine, yeah. Ciroc, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, shout to The Source when you was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Kendrick's first show at SOBs. We did um, fucking Traded Truth, Schoolboy, uh, Absol. We were doing shows at Webster Hall. Like, we were just all over. Any place that I could get on a fucking stage, I was there. Now, I know a lot of people probably look at what you do and they'd be like, oh, that looks easy. Anybody could do that shit. But, like, what really goes into, uh, you know, the process of being able to host these events and being able to, like, more or less being the master of ceremonies for a lot of these, like, very hip-hop heavy events? And most of the time with artists, you may have just met that one day. Yeah. Or, like, you don't really have a real relationship with. It's it's honestly, Kaz, it's, it's crowd control, it's confidence, and it's reading your audience, bro. Like, mm. you got to know the music, you got to do your homework, and you just got to know what niggas is vibing to, and you got to connect with people. Like, you could be on stage reading off your phone and like, oh, coming to the stage, da da da, da but you got to be like, focused on people. You got to point people out, and yo, I homeboy, I see you there in a the black shirt, or shorty, I see you in the heels, and they want to feel connected. You know what I mean? The artist is not going to make them feel connected, so why not the host make them feel like they're there for a purpose and the more comfortable and connected i got with with, with the fans and people who are spending their money to come to the event you make them feel appreciative you know what mm-hmm. i mean you make them feel appreciated because without the fans a lot of this shit ain't possible you know what i mean so that was one of my biggest things is be confident and connect you know what i mean like everyone has a different personality so what works for me may not work for the next person but i can tell you as a whole confidence and connecting with your audience is always going to work no matter how you do it or how you slice it. Now, this is where we can, we can just kind of tell together. And I feel like everybody's kind of heard it, but they I don't think they've ever heard it like this, like right. our own sort of like yeah. story, but going from redacted Palooza, <laughs> redacted Palooza one, man. Like, I mean, this isn't really an interview question, but it's just kind of like one of those things where, now we're living in a world where we really don't know when we'll be able to like gather as like in, in mass for a long time. Right. And you know, we we you know, along with obviously Cam and Chris and Austin yeah. And yeah. Raven and Eric Rory, obviously, um Benner, like we've we created something that was like a cultural staple. That is a cultural staple. Yes. Not just hip hop, but just like live events and partying and you know for for a while it was it was one of those things maybe for me i don't know what's for you but for me it was one of those things where like we kind of put we had to poke our chest out yeah people would be like we kind of like pay attention to us we'd be like yeah we're the best party in the world like nobody could fuck with us and da 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 we're gonna be like the next coachella and then and then like now it was like it went from like we was we was talking shit about it like you know, trying to like big ourselves up to the point where it's like, oh, now oh, oh, like, involved. Yeah, now, like, yeah. oh, we're doing parties for like Beyonce and oh, yeah. that yeah. made America and it's, yeah. oh, it's like we're doing Dreamville Fest and yeah, all that shit. Like, a lot of people don't know a lot of the shit that happens like behind the scenes. 
<laughs> a lot of people yeah. don't know, like, you know, about those first parties where it was right. just, like, us, like, in, in a basement with Cam and just friends of ours and just the way this whole thing is kind of not necessarily happened by accident, but, like, mm-hmm. by happenstance, right? Like, yeah. it was, like, the amount – it was – it was like the perfect concoction of people to make something like this happen. Like, I feel like if one person didn't like, if you weren't who you were and yeah. I, I wasn't who I was, right. like each person brought the, the the right amount of spice yeah. to what it was to make like the perfect fucking thing when it came to Palooza. Yeah. And now like we've got, was it eight years now? Eight years. This in? Is eight, yeah. It's eight years running. <laughs> eight years in the most I've seen during this quarantine, it's like, yo, when are we doing Duce Palooza? <laughs> niggas, niggas waiting for it. Niggas when, waiting are we, for when are we? When are we getting back to it, man? So, um, man, like, what was? I know when you started hosting it, and you know, obviously, you were the first host. Yeah. Like, did you take that same sort of mentality into like hosting the shit than you did like hosting other people's parties, or did you have like I end up in the back of your mind like, oh no, like these people are coming to see me. Like it's not like um I'm 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 warming them up for someone else. Like not nah, yeah. watch me party, watch us party. My fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. Oh, I didn't, honestly, Kaz, honestly, Kaz, I didn't understand what it was. This is how I this is how I looked at it. Right. It was timing. This, like you said, if everybody wasn't there at that particular point, it wouldn't have worked. But this was this was solely based on timing. And Cam's intuition of like, fuck it. Yeah, we it feels like something. fucking like Infinity War when Doctor Strange is like, right. I like that four thousand four million scenario. Yo, this, this one, only one that's gonna work. <laughs> so no, like it's just like when Cam said, "Yo, bring a bottle, bring some chicken, and come through." The like the initial plan wasn't for me to host. The initial right. plan wasn't for us to have a party. Was he game? There's a game night. And honestly, and honestly, we got to tip our hat to your ass. Oh, thank because you. you were the one that said, yo, move these car tables, turn the lights off. Genius and Austin, get on the fucking ones and twos and let's dance in this shit. And this shit's so party. I'm like, yo, there's so many people here. I'm like, this is a Bro. great game night and everything. But I'm like, we got all this space. And mind you, at the time, it's a basement. So I'm like, right. think of like... Uh, I don't know. For anybody who listens to this, the basement had to have been no bigger than like your typical. I don't know. Like it had to be like t- twenty feet, max. at least, at least, at least cubic feet or whatever. Right? It wasn't that big of a space, but it's like we got all our boys here, bro. You know, everybody, everybody, everybody drunk. Everybody bro. got chicken. Like nigga, I, I, I just. I just the, grabbed the games the and all this, and the, and the never have I ever's and the flip. That's cute. Pool. That was cute. That was but cute. Like, let's turn this into a party <laughs> party. Like, let's 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 turn it up. And I, mean, I, I remember I had to flip the table. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "You was like, move that shit." Yeah, I had, I had to that shit. that shit from one twenty fourth and and seventh all the way to one sixteenth and Pleasant. If anybody in Harlem knows where that is, that's, a, that's a normal walk. <laughs> it's like eight. Eight Avenue was over. If you look, and it was snowing that night too. Yeah, and it was snowing. Holy shit! And it was snowing that night. Yeah, but 
I walked into that shit like, man, I'm I'm here to, to fuck with my niggas because at the time, none of us had money to go anywhere. None of right. us had big enough apartments or houses to do anything in. So Cam was like, nigga, we coming in the, in this basement. You're going to bring some chicken or bring some hand or that liquor and we're going to get right and we're going to have fun. And then it just blossomed into this thing where it's like, yo, what? What is? Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like almost like when you have a kid and you look at it like, oh, shit, like. Oh, I gotta. This is what I got. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta take care of this. And not, not, not that you don't want to, but now you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna put my life into this shit. I'm gonna put my energy to this shit. Find the resources, and bro, we it just kept. It was party after party after party after party. Snowball. After party. Like, it was. Just it, was like, yo, it did it was, not stop. It was like another person I gotta like give credit for is a combination of Fox and Joe Budden and you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It was like, you know, they, they put the hashtag out there, redacted clues, and like just kind of joking around. Yeah. And then I remember like later into that night, like I see it. Mind you, this is what, 2012? This is the end of 2012. The end of 2012. So like trending topics weren't really a thing. Like I didn't, you know, like if you got a trending topic, like you was kind of popping, like you couldn't buy one. And that was Fox. That was Fox that, that told that. That was Fox that hipped us to that. Right. Fox hipped us to like the whole hashtag shit. Yeah. I I see like Joe Budden tweeting about it, like the Harry tweeting about it, like all these people, like all 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 of rap early, you know, Wild Wild West uh black Twitter. Yeah. About it. And we're just like Huh? Yo, this this is is a thing? Line down the street, like trying yeah. to, like people asking for tickets and niggas ran out of chicken down the the block. There was at least eight several several chicken runs that were made, and then we we bankrupt the chicken spot down the street. Ran the them, ran out of ran them dry. We ran them dry. Oh, my man. gosh. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And, like, yeah, now... It was, it was just... It was something that was needed for the city. It was something... Because this was at the time that clubs was, like, not dying out, but, like, the day party scene was, Oh, because like, I remember, like, we was, all, we was all, like, still kind of, like, running around, like, doing our, our industry gigs. Like, it wasn't, yeah. like, super broke, but, like, I have no M2 money. I didn't have no greenhouse money. I wasn't popping no bottles. And then, like, I have no pink elephant money. I have. No <laughs> I didn't have no marquee money, bro. Nothing, like I was nothing. like, I, I still wanted to get drunk and party and dance and have fun, but I l- literally couldn't afford. It. I think all of us at the time had roommates. Nigga, like, <laughs> I was living. I was living at my sister's crib. Like I'm living yeah. on a couch. Like going back and forth to New York, living on her couch, and it's like this was the getaway that we all needed because, like, a lot of us had lost our jobs at the point. A lot of us had a rough 2012, 2013, and that was honestly the saving grace for our creativity Mm. and our sanity because it's like, oh, now we got something to put energy into. You feel what I'm saying? Where a lot of us didn't know what we wanted to do. A lot of us were creatively stuck. A lot of us, like, were mentally frustrated. And then here comes this big conglomerate called Palooza, where niggas are like, oh, we can drink for free and eat chicken for free and listen mm-hmm. to our favorite tunes and then bag women or bag men. And then we can go home and it's over at eight o'clock and we can right. go home. And- you might get a surprise performance from yeah, somebody. Yeah, like it was, there's, there's not a whole lot of things that like remain pure. And, I, and I, I'm not talking this shit just to kind of suck our own dick, but like there's, there's so much there's so much fakeness in this industry, right? Like there's so much convolution. There's so much like pre-production and like, Oh my God, this is a surprise. Like nothing's really a surprise in in the industry like that. Nothing's really like uh, something where nothing really feels that genuine and authentic. 
And like, this was just so genuine and authentic that like, you know, we were the only people in the world at that point that could wow. a venue of 500 to a thousand people sell the bitch out, get like a, a platinum artist Bro. for the love. Like I got not I even gotta, like, gotta, awesome, like, not even awesome. Like, you know, Oh, hit my booking agent, hit my, ah. my, my PR or whatever that shit. They were like, yo, I heard this Palooza shit is popping. I need parts. Bro, I gotta, I gotta tip my hat to Mac Wiles. He was one of the first to pull up. Mac I gotta tip, first. I gotta tip Wale. He's an honorary member. Wale's gang at this point. Yeah, <laughs> like family, family at this point. And then yeah. Pusha T when they did the whole DC shit with us, like, like I to your that point, was the one. That, that was, was the one. one. That was always was the like, one for me. Like anytime anybody, even to this day, like granted we've had bigger ones and obviously it's always great to have like those big fucking like monumental artists or those monumental moments, like getting Jay-Z to come or like getting all this type of shit. That's always special, but like we'll never have that feeling of that. Oh shit feeling again. You know what I mean? Where it's like, we want, but see like, but see the thing is with that, we, we, we did this and part of why we did this to only, you know, put money in our pocket and have fun. We did this so we can keep the ball rolling for niggas that come behind us. Like, right. you know, and I don't want this 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 segment just to be about, all oh, the great things that we did and the artists that came and the venues we filled up. Nigga, we done had some hard times. Like, let's, let's not oh, get yeah. twisted. Oh, we, didn't yeah. have some, we didn't have some venues that didn't fill up. We definitely we had some bricks. <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have to cancel some joints and whatever, mm. but we, we, we've, we've created this roadmap where people can see what it takes to not only do business with your friends smart, but to understand the landscape of what you're providing um, that's empty. And I felt like what we were doing, the, the lane we were in was empty. You feel what I'm saying? But we had to fall on our faces a couple times. You know, we've had our arguments between everybody. We've lost some members. We've gained some members. But overall, you know, you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about the people you work with. And then you learn so much about the business that you're in, the supply and demand, the back ends, the, the liquor counts, the tickets, the, you know, budgets. And, you know, you learn everything about this shit because we were doing this shit on the fly. Yeah. Like there was, there was no That's the best thing about Palooza to me. Palooza was almost like going to like live event school. But like you're getting credits and you're making money for it, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, I mean, right, we, right. We all threw our little parties in college, but like it had nothing on like the actual magnitude of doing something at a concert hall or an event space yeah. or festival. And, and and Cam being so business savvy, and Cam he's so, so business savvy, bro. Yeah, he's, like, so he's, savvy. he's the nigga that I've learned. Like you know, you don't learn a lot of your, from your peers. Like you try. I mean, obviously, you know, if you don't learn from a lot, a lot from your peers. You probably, probably need to, like, I'm get a new circle. circle or, yeah, yeah. like, I just learned so much from that nigga. Like, he's just such a, like, he's just got the fucking, like, intuition for it's a lot of different Like, some people just don't have that. Like, it's, there's it's people there. that are smart. There's people that, like, get it and, like, can put, like, certain equations together. Like, oh, if you do this, 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 this will work. Like, but he's just a dude that goes with this and with this. If you talk about, if you want to talk about sacrifice, if you really want to talk about sacrifice, yeah. and we've all sacrificed a lot to do this shit, my man right there really sacrificed time spent with his family, time spent by himself, and just, you know, time just, just to get his shit right because he was going through a rough time too. But that nigga just said, all right, bros, this is what we're going to do. You doing this, you doing that, I'm going to do this, she going to do that, and we're going to make it work. And, it stuck. So uh, that nigga took a gamble on 
all of us, not just him. He took a gamble on you, me, Chris, Raven, Austin, Genius, Mech, fucking Rory, Benner, uh, Peach, Dwayne, you know, Bruno. He took a really, really big gamble. And you see how much that means to people because they don't they elevate after that. Right. Not, you don't you don't take it for granted because what this has turned into, it's put us in conversations and boardrooms and meetings with billionaires and people of stature. You know what I mean? We're talking to Forbes. We're talking to Essence. We're in meetings with Rock Nation. We're being, you know, helmed as one of the greatest parties in the country, in the world. That does not go without Cam being the backbone of this shit. So I got to, you know, if any, if you take anything away from this, I got to salute my man Cam for, you know, allowing us to have this, cam- this, this beautiful canvas and paint the picture of what Palooza represents, not only for fucking hip hop culture, but just for New York City in general. I always tell people that ask me about Cam, like, what makes Cam like different than a lot of people and, and like special in a way is that like he has like a special gift to like know people's gifts mm-hmm. and make them feel good about it. That's a that's a talent. Like that's a talent yeah. everybody feel. Like you know, remember we had the running Joe. Like oh, Cam's my guy. Say his name at the door. Da 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 da. Like yeah. that's a talent to make everybody feel important. Everybody yeah. feels special. And with us. It was definitely, you know, different not different, but it was it was it was more welcoming because now you look at everybody and we all got our thing. That like, you know, like fucking Lyle, Kevin Lyle's like, yo, these guys are like the fucking and Clark, yeah. and, and all these people they're like, yo, these guys are like the fucking Wu Tang clan of partiers. Like yeah. they all they all do their shit on the side. That's all like fucking big and dope. But when they come together, it's like it doesn't. It doesn't work without a Chris Styles. It doesn't work without Austin. It doesn't work without you. It doesn't work without me. And it damn sure don't work without Ben or Rory. Right. And it, and it never will work without fucking Cam. You know what I mean, like he made yeah, the decision. Like, Ray, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you forget Raven. But the visuals themselves, Peach and Raven. You got to tip your hat to them. The flyers, crazy. The the videos, Carl. The fucking pictures, bringing those fucking parties to life. Raven just has the eye of a fucking, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but my nigga, she just everybody, sees it. Everybody in the crew is gifted. Gifted, it's like, bro. It's gifted. like fucking the best group chat to be in because it's like we're all creatives and we all know if we all need something, we can just hop in and be like, yo. I need bro, some support on this. Carl, yeah. I need to do that. Ray, yeah. you down to do this. Peach, you down yeah. to do that. Like, he's the, the logo for the show. Like he's all over for this shit. Yeah, I'm not surprised that I'm not fucking surprised, bro. It's, it's, all it's, it's all it's like an all all inclusive fucking creative. It's the Avengers, my nigga. That's all this shit is. <laughs> it's the fucking Avengers. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like I'm just I'm, I'm I just admit, like, damn man. Like that's all it is, bro. And I'm not again, like you said, we're not trying to suck on dicks, whatever. But like, if no one gonna give us our flowers, fuck it, we'll do it. We'll do it. Absolutely. We'll do it. We'll give it and, a And not for nothing, like, our success has given success to, like, other events. Like, yeah. there there has been, like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, disrespect and call them, like, children of Duce Palooza, but it's, like, a lot of these events, I believe, you know, wouldn't have even taken off or even be successful if we didn't lay the groundwork for a lot of these, like, social media driven yeah. you know, sort of like hangouts or link ups or parties or concerts and like you know they've you know 
Like I always, I always feel like brunch bounces like our, our our Puerto Rican cousins. Like they're just like us. Yeah. <laughs> we did that. We did our first big event with them. You know, together the greatest greatest day ever. But they had they shit uptown in the Heights, and they was fucking rocking shit. It was and killing I went, the Heights. I went was there by myself. and downtown. Yeah, I went there by like, myself one time, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? We drinking bro. sangria out the pictures, and they standing on tables and crowds." Seventy eight. Yeah, like, <laughs> shout out to Irv, Jose, fucking Clep, Farah, crew, man. Like, nah, I love the brunch bounce, motherfuckers. Nah, them niggas, hey, them niggas are those brothers. Are some of the best. Those are the best. Some of the most fun times of my twenties, bro. Just what? like. Every weekend, just like, yo, we they out. They always had some shit, and they always be like, yo, come fuck with us uptown. I'm like, I don't know about that. I ain't really they, they, would, like they, that. Would, they would kind of flex like how we would flex. Like, we would bring, like, it was almost like a can you top this. Like, we would bring, like, yeah. Wale to their, our shit. They bring like Diplo today. Little yeah, like, nigga had like eight track like, and like fucking Tony Tony. It's like yo, it's almost like a versus battle. It's like yeah, exactly. Right, That's exactly right, what here, it was here's like. My selection. What the fuck, y'all niggas gonna do? So it's like nah. Shout to the whole brunch bounce crew, nigga. They def- they definitely kept us on our toes. Hell they still yeah, do. I, I, still I, I, do. Man, I love I love those dudes with that, bro. That, still do. We call a segue in the business. So we talk about <laughs> versus battles, right? Like. Right. Even though we're all inside, probably not going to have a Palooza for a minute, probably not going to have a lot of these live events for a minute, you've been somebody who's kind of taken advantage of the time that we're all inside and been doing what we're doing and trying to flatten the curve and stay safe. Yeah. These versus battles, man, like mm-hmm. as somebody who I'm probably just going to speak on my own self, but like yeah. I kind of. I don't want to say fell out of love with like the blog music chasing game, but I felt like you know, it was kind of aging me out, right? But with these, with these cheat sheets and these versus battles, this is like, it's pulled me right back because it's like, this is is my shit right here. Like, getting to be able to talk the Swizz and T-Pains and, I mean, Swizz and Timberlands, the T-Pain and Lil Jon, the Neos and John to Austin's. Like, this is our era. You know what I mean? Like, Boy One Day and Hit Boy. Like, once over, like, I remember just tweeting out just like, kidding around like i'm like oh man like i would love to see boy one and hit boy go at it and then like no tweets and it's happening you know what i mean so it's like bro i would love to know mm-hmm. yeah i already know the story but for the people listening to the show i would love for you to tell the story about these versus cheat sheets and how they kind of came about because they've been Yo. they've been like the go-to like, like <laughs> the main courses of these beat battles now um, honestly, Kaz, like everything that's happened in my life, uh, it's, it's been an awfully drunk night. <laughs> <laughs> what else I, are you, you stuck in the house? Ain't, ain't much shit we can Right. But honestly, bro, like I saw the boy one day hit boy shit. I'm like, oh, this shit is fucking crazy. And I'm just, I'm in there as a pure fan. I'm watching these niggas just throw haymakers back and forth. So the next one was the dream and, um, Sean Garrett. So I'm like, all right, let me, um, these niggas wrote a lot for everybody. So. What would be a good way to inform, like you said, the niggas that aren't un, that aren't informed about who the Sean uh, uh, the Sean Garrett who is who who he really is? Right. What is the what is the dream wrote for uh, aside from Beyonce and Rihanna? Right. What do these niggas really got under their belt? So I'm like, I'm going through my Apple Music shit and some of the shit that I got. I'm like, okay, he wrote that, he wrote that, he wrote that. So I'm sipping my Jameson. I'm just like, yo, make a playlist. So I'm like, all right, made the one playlist and I'm commentating as. The the pen is fucking high as a kite. 
doing whatever the fuck he's doing. So I'm commentating, I'm doing this shit, whatever. By the end of the night, I look at the my playlist. I'm like, oh shit, this is this is kind of fly. And like, I didn't put all the songs. I put all the songs they performed, but I put a bunch of other shit that they wrote that niggas forgot about or didn't have a clue. So I got a good reaction off of that, and I'm like, okay. So niggas like, yo, when's the next playlist coming out? I'm like, mm-hmm. what next playlist? Well, your cheat sheet. That, you, that's what you call it, right? So I'm like, oh, all right, cool. So then I did one for Jonte Austin and Neo. I was like, that was fun as hell to do because I, I love Neo as an artist. And Jonte Austin has slept on like crazy. Killed that shit. And then this is when it really came to fruition. The T-Pain Lil John shit. Right. So I'm like, oh, this is so fun to make. This is Snap Era. This is like college. So I know every fucking song these niggas did. Mm-hmm. So these niggas is going back and forth on the live, and here go Lil John like, yo, you need to be mad at Low Key because he made a cheat sheet of seventy six songs <laughs> all on Apple Music, bro. I'm on fucking Twitter, my shit lit up, and my hands were shaking. I was about to like, say, there is there is literally probably what two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand captive audience on Instagram, bro. It was a quarter mil in there when he said that shit. Everybody said it. He says your name. Like, what going through your mind at that point? I'm just like, I might have bitten off more than I could chew with. This. <laughs> <laughs> I might have dug myself into a hole that I really didn't think. Because you don't think, like, when you make shit, like, because this is organic. This is just, like, me having fun. Yeah. I'm not thinking. That makes like, it good, though. It's not like, yeah. oh, you're trying to do this to get on or you're trying to, like, you uh, have yeah. a love of this game and this music. Yeah. So, and, like, that's why, that's why you did it. Bro, nigga, once I got that shout out and once I saw the reaction, I was like, all right, this is going to be my thing. I got to keep this shit going no matter who it is, no matter what age, no matter what bracket. Obviously, we saw Manny Fresh and Scott Storch did their shit. Then we yeah. saw RZA and Premier this past Saturday do their shit. And it's like, you got to do your homework. And like you said, it brings you back to the music that you fell in love with from the high school days, like, we was arguing in our other group chat with me, you, and Dwayne, and Jeff, like, you know, Dwayne, I don't like that boom bash shit, but here, you get people to appreciate what right. they may not be, you know, familiar with, and that's, I think, that's the main purpose of the cheat sheet, is to get you familiar with an artist, or your favorite artist, inside their catalog. We can name their hits off the rip right now, if we had to, but I bet you, you, you didn't know he produced that shit, I bet you, you didn't know he wrote that shit, like the whole the uh the, the, the little John's joint that he dropped, the shit he mm-hmm. did in '94. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew he did that shit. That's the and fun. We, and we love that song. Bro. We like, all love that the song. Fun part of the battles is like now it's almost like I got it down to like a weekly science. It's like they announce it after the last battle, and then it's the anticipation, and then there's like by by Tuesday or Wednesday there's a clear cut favorite. It's like oh, Premier's washing risen. Oh. Lil John's washing T Pain and da, 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 da. And then we get to like, okay, now we got the underdog. And the once the and, and the underdog to me is always the most I've, I've always pulled for the underdog in these verses. Right, 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 right. But granted, yes, we're gonna know all these hit songs or whatever, whatever, but mm-hmm. not enough people are gonna be paying attention going song by song, score by score. Like it's no. like a fight. It's like a fight, right? Like if I'm watching a boxing match, right? And it goes that has to go to the judges, you know what I mean? That's great. But a lot of people are gonna remember those haymakers, mm-hmm. like those those straight rights to the face. Those and body those shots. Those underdogs always have. Like mm-hmm. when Riz hit dark fantasy for people. A lot of niggas like, what? 
a lot of people didn't didn't see that coming. Like yeah. boy, one uh, hit boy when he pulled out that Nipsey and Big Sean record that nobody's heard yet. Like yeah, well, you know everybody was going for boy one. You know he had Drake records. He has Drake records out the ass, right? But when yeah, when Hit Boy brought that shit out, exactly, and that was like fun. Like I feel like I'm in a fucking. I feel like I'm in the sound clash battle every weekend. Like I go home. I mean, I stay at home. Obviously, I throw it on the soundboard. <laughs> I'll throw yeah. on the ball, and then it's fucking madness, dog. Like, but it's, now, now it's getting to a point where niggas are like, as soon as the battle's announced, niggas are like, where's the cheat sheet? I'm like, nigga, I just found out the same time y'all niggas did. Which is, <laughs> I don't have these shits on deck. But, but that's I, good. That's no, no, good. I, know, trust, no, yeah. listen, I love it. I love the energy. I love the appreciation. I'm humbled by it. it. It keeps me busy. It keeps me focused. It keeps me in a great spirit. But the beautiful thing about this now is it's generating these conversations like today. I made like, well, the other day I made a bust around with Ludacris. That spawned a whole different conversation. Yeah. And now, now we're talking about Ja versus 50. That spawns a different kind of conversation. So, yeah. like, the, the music conversation is so alive and energetic that every day I wake up, I'm like, all right, who can, I, who can we talk about today? Like, I, I, I suggested Snoop versus Hove. Then I suggested Beans versus, versus uh, Pusha. Then I suggested um, T.I. versus uh, Jeezy. It's like these regional cuts and these regional battles and these regional wars that you got Southern Twitter, then you got West Coast Twitter, then you got old school Twitter, then you got R&B Twitter. So you can go so many different directions with this versus shit and you have to really just give props and praise to fucking Timberland and Swiss for like seizing the moment and understanding how vital this shit is. Because without this, I feel like a lot of us would just be going stir crazy. Bruh, it, it brings, it literally brings me back to like our blog days when like the conversation was about the music. The conversation about like who got better hits, who yeah. got better beats, who who got the better pen. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's been such a long time, you know. And, and unless you're like, unless you're like a, a, a stand for like the Joe Budden podcast and listen to that a lot, like there's not a lot of outlets where you're just like literally just talking about the music, like right. fuck, the, fuck the, the the scandals. Fuck the drama. I outsold you in this. And, you know, I'm fucking this girl or you this, that third, all that bullshit. It's like, yo, do you have hits? And the thing thing is that the beautiful beautiful thing about this is I have not once seen a conversation about numbers. Right. I have not seen a conversation about streams. Because when it's a battle, it don't matter. It does not matter, It's not going to matter if it's like, oh, well, technically, this song would double down. All right, but is it harder? Like, Is it harder than the other joint I just played? Exactly. It's soft Uh, and strong. And like, fuck all the other shit you sold. The people in this chat room is going to let you know if this shit is is hard or or not. not. (laughs) <laughs> so now you gotta it's it's like you know like you said man we we back to the music we back to the actual breaking music down and not who sold what and what 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 reaction did it get on to man fuck all that shit where was I'm you scared. at where was you at I'm when scared. little john where was you at when little john dropped be a beer where was you at when young bloods played damn where was you at when you know when you found out that fucking hove wrote you know, the, the Dre joint that Scott Storrs did. Where would you add during these moments? And that these these moments and these songs are spawning or respawning, rebirthing, rather, these fucking conversations. And without those two, you know, spearheading this shit, man, I might be trying to get in the Sahara right now just <laughs> <laughs> knocking on the door like, please, I'm bored, let me in. Bro, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where not even just with the artists, 
it's separated like the fans as well. You know what I mean? Like I've I've gotten to like appreciate other people's musical ear, musical taste. Uh-huh. Like we've had even conversations where it's like, you know, our boy Fox, you know, I know he's Fox files on Instagram and Twitter. He's a Louisiana native, New Orleans born and bred. And I'm telling him, Scott Storch is a bad matchup, bro. We on Instagram. Like, nobody's going to give – I mean, like, some people are going to give a fuck about the Manny Fresh hits. A lot of people are. Yeah. But, like, we talking Instagram, dog. Like, Scott Storch got songs that was everybody's ringtones for, yeah. like, 10 years, dude. Like, we, talking, we talking Candy Shop. We talking the Dre joint. We talking Baby Boy. I feel like he was, gonna, he was set up. He was set, Manny was set up to fail, bro. It was supposed to be Scott and T-Pain. Right. But they and felt I also like think, – And I think Scott would have would would have beat him, too. Yeah, but it wouldn't you know, have been as uneven. Would have been as uneven. Nah, that definitely not. I feel like I feel like this weekend one was the best one though. Like yeah. to me, RZA, it was to me. It's 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 Neo and Johnson Austin, and then right above that, RZA and Premier. Like my, I think my top three, my top three are T Pain and Little John, mm. um, RZA and Premier, and then Neo and Jante Austin. T-Pain Lil John was fire too. I mean, that I, was fun. That was you. You gonna love the T-Pain Lil John? No, no. Bobby. See, no, I didn't. I didn't want you. To, <laughs> I didn't want you to go there. But it was fun. That was a fun ass record, and the camaraderie between them made it fun. Yeah, the uh, theatrics, the just the talking the shit and cracking on each other. Respect each other, right? Like, yeah, that's what I like. Wonder battle, I love because like. Those that's that's blog era. That's all us. Like all those records. Like I I, I literally remember getting almost like ninety eight percent of those records in my in my inbox at one point. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there was a little tinge of animosity. It was yo. It was a little spicy. It was, a little in there. It was spicy, <laughs> and I didn't want to say, but it was a little too spicy in there because I'm like, it was right. a little spicy, and I like, but I liked it though. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. for the entertainment value, like it's okay. Like. It's cool when there's camaraderie and like you know shit's kind of wild right now and we all just kind of need something to laugh at and smile yeah. about. But like it's yeah. cool when they when they respect each other. But I kind of want to see two people that don't like each other. I kind of want to see like like I know, I the Don Fifty rumors are, are swirling. Bro, like, you want to see it? You you want to see it? But just the based on the foundation that Swizz and Timbo built, they don't want it to go that route. As as fans. And as motherfuckers who love to see the, the back and forth, yes, 50 and Ja would be the ultimate WrestleMania. <laughs> you whatever. Know, breaking Instagram number. Yeah. 50 and Ja. That's a million. That's a million easy. At first, I'm like, there's no way it's happening. But like, we just saw J- uh, J-Lo and Diddy salsa together on Instagram. Yeah. Like, Anything can fucking happen right now. We know you yeah. ain't gonna pull up on nobody. Like we know you ain't even that. Niggas, 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 judgment right now is kind of skewed. So like, niggas might, might, niggas might jump out the window and try. <laughs> <laughs> should might, should might, should might the, the the earth might like correct itself when all this shit is over with. Right tell now, you. it's like yeah, yeah we're not fifty and job. Yo, God, yo, God is like you know what? Just let them, let them have some fun right. Let now. them have it. Let, let them have it, have it man. Have it, man. Um, so now you're at uh, Beats One Radio with mm-hmm. Apple Music. You do a lot of uh, Ebro stuff as well. Like you guys mm-hmm. work together. A lot of times you fill in for them. You got mm-hmm. some new shows going. Um, that's a massive audience, man. How how has that been for you as far as like your career is concerned, and just uh, the experience of being under the, one of the biggest brands in the world in Apple? I mean, Apple Music has one opened my music my musical palette to to know in. Um, I'm listening to shit from the UK, pop artists, 
Afro beats, um, just a lot of new shit that I wasn't privy to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got to shout out Rebro, um, Nadeska, she's over there with me, uh, my producer, S. Witt, Simone, uh, Dominican Drew, Sasha, just, you know, Bianca. These are all my producers and people that play a huge part in, you know, how I, um, how I do my shows and shit. But it's love. And when people see you got the Apple email and people see that you are on Apple Music, it, it does make things a little bit easier, <laughs> <laughs> to tag right. it easier. Uh, but no, I'm just grateful to be on such a huge platform and to actually have a voice. You feel what I'm saying? It's not it's not programmed, it's not robotic, it's not broadcasty, it's me talking my shit about music that I love and I can actually talk to and talk about. So um, you know, when I get introduced as now from Apple Music, it's that it has a nice ring to it. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at it. And uh, you know, shout out to Zane Lowe, obviously, and Juliet Anuga, but that and they've embraced me, you know, a lot too, but that has, you know, taking me to the next level. I started out in radio in college. So to come full surface and actually be able to use my degree, which is broadcast journalism from Howard University, it's a blessing because a lot well, of people... Don't let it forget. Always got to shout to HU. Not always, always, always. <laughs> but a, a lot of people don't get to utilize their degree. And I'm fortunate enough to actually have that uh, ability to continue to um, to utilize it. And it's, it's just getting started. You know, I got a couple of things that are brewing right now that I have that I'm sworn to secrecy and the NDAs and all that other stuff. No, I, will, I wouldn't even put you out there, bro. No, no, no. Even, but not no, gonna, no, yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Tim Cook, sir. We're, we're, yeah, we're no, not but it, bro. I, I, you know, we got some things going. We got some, when all this shit clears up, we got some things going and I'm just, I'm proud to just be a part of that conglomerate. And I couldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I couldn't ask for anything else. Well, do you feel like you're you're living your purpose right now? Do you feel like you're doing exactly what you feel like you were put on this earth to do? Honestly, man, yeah. I, I, I've, I've, I've prided myself on doing radio out of New York. I prided myself listening to Hot 97, WBLS, KISS FM, you know, Power 105. I, I wanted to be the DJ Clue. I wanted to be the Ebro. I wanted to be the DJ Envy. Funk Flex, K Slay, uh, you know, I wanted to be those guys. And now that I have an actual hand in, you know, coordinating and building my own set of rules and own shows and filling in for one of the biggest personalities in music, like that just goes to show it wasn't all for for nothing. Everything that I sacrificed, the blood, the sweat, the tears, turning down jobs, taking bullshit jobs, living on my sister's couch, a lot of that shit is not forgotten on me because that makes the story. You feel what I'm saying? That makes the journey much more sweet. And I know now to appreciate it and to have a hold on it. Like, bro, remember back in 2009 when you was working at BET, writing these bullshit stories and not to shit on BET, whatever, but... You know, it it just makes the journey that much more appreciative. And I couldn't I would not rewrite this thing any different if I if I had to. Hell yeah, Lo. I'm I'm well, bro, you, you already know what it is, man. You're, yeah. one of, you're one of my best friends on the whole planet. I love you, yeah. brother. Uh, I'm so glad to see you fucking cooking with these cheat sheets and apple or a volt. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, just man, I can't wait to get a crap out and give you a big hug, bro. Uh Thank you for coming on. Say less. Uh, we're going to do it again real yeah. soon, obviously. Get back to the hookah. Get yeah. back to the tequila and see that you're drinking. Uh, <laughs> and if you got anything else you want to say before we head up out of here, the floor is yours, my friend. 
Um, listen, man, just check me out on Apple Music. You know, we're doing our thing over there, getting back to the business. Duce Palooza will be back very soon. The Roundup every Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the cheat sheet for Babyface and Teddy Riley will be out Friday morning, so look Ooh. out for that. Uh, look out yeah, for that. Goody. And uh, and and last but not least, shout out to you, Kaz. You know, you you've kept the job, you've maintained the job, you killed the job. You you are the true Jamaican Nigerian, whatever the fuck you are. <laughs> but now, nah, you know, praise to you, shouts to you, man. You're doing your thing consistently, and uh, you're making it work. And yeah, true inspiration, bro. Like we talked about earlier, it's competition. Once I see you doing something, I gotta get back on my shit. And do the same fucking thing. And, you know, I guess that the last thing I can do is just, you know, say less, my nigga. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bro. Thank my you, nigga. Man. Be yes, good, brother. And that has been Say Less. Thank you so much for listening, obviously. Uh, I got a Shorby link on my Instagram account, so you can go and click on that, and you can get everything you want from Say Less. You can listen to past episodes. You can just watch the YouTube videos. You can subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash say less. You can uh, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, Podbean, Podbay, every single place that you can get podcasts at, you can get it. Just type in Say Less with Kaz. Thank you so much for listening to these shows each and every day. We're building this thing brick by brick. We're going to have some big guests coming through in the very, very, very near future. I hope you guys enjoy it so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me your time. I'm Kaz. Say Less. Say Less.